Hello, hello, hello. Good day and welcome to another episode of After School History. I am, as always, your genial host, Anthony Giacchettino. And today I wanted to talk to you about um, an event that's going on right now, uh, a holiday in the Hindu tradition called Diwali, the Festival of Lights. It is an event which celebrates uh, Lord Ram rescuing his wife Sita from the evil demon Ravan. And it is celebrated all over the world in Indian communities, in Hindu communities, uh, with fireworks, with lights. And it's something that I wanted to talk about because I really feel that it has a major part, uh, it has played a major part in what has become Hindu nationalism in India today. And uh, because of that, we have to really go to the, uh, the details of the story. So I'm going to bring you up to pace, and then I've got a very special guest here who's going to talk uh, with me about it. This is my first episode where I actually have someone else talking with me, and it, it is very exciting for me as someone who has uh, a very... Um, a, a legitimate claim to talk about these things. Uh, Sona F. Meta, she will be talking a, a little bit about it. So I wanted to start out because um, in in the history, it is a celebration of conquering, of the light conquering darkness. Ravan is evil. He is darkness. He has uh, captured Sita, the, the wife of Lord Ram, and... Uh, Lord Ram goes on with his brother uh, Lakshman um, and aided by Hanuman to defeat Ravan, uh, which he does. And uh, this is on the surface a very good thing. Now, what I wanted to talk about a little bit here was the fact that um, after, after the defeat, we see that Ram uh, refuses to take Sita back. He insists that she uh, go through purification by fire in order to prove that she um, is sinless, that during the time she was with Ravan, that she did not do anything untowards. And in the late 1980s, there was a serial about this. Uh, There was a serial which I watched many years ago on VHS. Now, for those of you young people who don't know what VHS is, it's the large tapes that were shown. Um, You you put them into your VCR and you watched it. It was, you know, usually a couple hours at a time. I I watched all of this. It was 78 episodes, if I remember correctly. And it was all about things. I mean, if you were looking for something by Michael Bay... Uh, you know, with the CGI, you're going to be disappointed. You know, one arrow turned into three hours, turned into five arrows, um, you know, and went towards different characters. But the message here was of that ultimate victory of good over evil. Now, the BBC recently put out something that talked about how this was the beginning of what we call Hindu nationalism in India. And this has been... Uh, an issue which has been problematic in India for years. India, um, if you don't know, uh, India is a majority Hindu. Um, It has also got a very large Muslim population, 
a large Sikh population, a large Parsi population. So all of these different groups, and, and Christians as well, have coexisted in India for the last, oh goodness, about 2,000 years, give or take. Um, so what we wanted to talk about today was just a little bit uh, about what the Ramayan means, um, what this talk about defining India. Is India really defined by Hinduism? Um, what does that mean? What does this spectacle of show really um, make a difference about things? So, Sona, I wanted to talk to you a little bit here. Um, what What do you feel about how uh, the Ramayan <clears throat> does it? Does it really bring us to um, a position where Hinduism is the dominant religion of India? That Hinduism bara defines India. Or not? What are your thoughts about this? Well, I think that because Hinduism is just the primary religion of India, it automatically is associated. Hinduism is automatically associated with India, just like in the Philippines, where it's like 99% Catholic. A lot of Filipino culture is based on Catholicism and, and um, Catholic practices. So while I think that India is, is supposed to be a democratic state where they aren't, you know, based, you know, basing their um, government or everything about India on Hinduism. It just naturally goes that way just because the majority of the people are Hindu. And I think that, you know, just, I mean, like you said, the popularity of that, that miniseries Ramayan kind of just brought everybody, you know, they got, they got back into the religion. Like for me, I'm not even Hindu, but I watched it every night with my siblings and my parents and I'd never seen anything like it before. And it got me all into it, even though that's not even my religion. Um, got me excited about it and wanting to learn more about um, Hinduism and that aspect of it, um, as opposed to even the other aspects, like like Lord Krishna is a completely separate tale, but you know was fixated on Ramayan because of that series. And um, I think that that just you know when people start getting into something and they want to learn more about it, it, just automatically kind of brings everybody together. Yeah, no, I, and that's that's an excellent point right there. Um, you know, I, I would I would bring the fact that, I mean, I know a lot of people are, you know, in, unless you're listening from the subcontinent, you're probably not terribly familiar, nor do you really care too much about um, the way that, you know, politics go there. But, you know, up until that point, the Congress Party, you know, uh, partition, uh, the aftermath of uh, English rule in South Asia, the Raj, uh, resulted in uh, the separation uh, of the Muslim and Hindu, uh, you know, communities. And what you had was Muhammad Ali Jinnah, Qadi Azam, you know, founding Pakistan, uh, which at the time was both, you know, today what is Pakistan and Bangladesh. Um, so, you know, you had Muslims and Hindus, um, you know, fighting over what the community uh, belied. And for a long time in India, you had the Congress Party, which was kind of, you know, the... the um, uh, it, it 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 was in the Gandhian tradition, but eventually India ended up coming up. You know the BJP and uh, Narendra Modi, 
um, and and uh, you know other people ended up coming up with a, a Hindu nationalist perspective about India. Um, uh, you know, and that's really what we've got to deal with. What we're talking about is, you know, whether, you know, whether these tales, whether these mythologies drive perspectives. I mean, we could go back to the Ayodhya, you know, the mosque and the destruction of that mosque, which caused the Gujarat riots and, you know, which, which, you know, Modi is still, um, you know, his legacy is still somewhat tarnished by that. Um, you know, wh- what did that really deal with? Um, is it that important to Hindu mythology that you have to come up with this idea of where Ram was born? And did this, um, you know, uh, series, did this serial on, you know, Indian television drive people to really re-engage with the idea that India is a uh, Hindu uh, state. This has really been something, and, and I've dealt with this, you know, my, my master's, um, you know, thesis dealt with the idea with Pakistan. Is Pakistan a Muslim state? Um, and at the end of the day, uh, you know, it, they were unable to really decide. The Supreme Court of Pakistan um, you know, the Manir report was really unable to decide about what was Islam in regards to the development of the state. And in India, I think you see the same thing. What was the state supposed to be? The Congress Party for many, many years held that the state was inclusive, that it included Christians, Sikhs, Muslims. It was a truly democratic state. But when we talk about that, you know, we have to ask questions. Was it intended to be? And if Pakistan was going to be a Muslim state, then didn't that kind of hint at the fact that India was going to be really a Hindu state, that it was going to deal with, uh, you know, a population that was a majority Hindu, and that would go on to revere certain things as Hinduism. Now, um, I'm curious, Sona, about your perspective. I see you shaking your head a little bit about this. So, I wasn't shaking my head about that. I think that you are, you know, um, right that, you know, by um, saying that, you know, Pakistan was, you know, basically considered a Muslim state that maybe they would think that India would be Hindu state, but I think that not, I mean, there's a lot of Muslims that stayed in India and they wanted to be part of India. They didn't want to go to Pakistan um, and they wanted to be inclusive within India and they felt their ties were to India. So I don't think that, you know, India should be considered just a Hindu state per se. Yeah, uh, it's a very fair point. Um, this is something that I've heard many times, uh, you know, from Indians. And, you know, that's that's really when we talk about things with the way that the Indian state is going today. And we talked about the fact that the, the BJP has, um, you know, won multiple elections. And I know talking to people, you know, with my own family that have argued that, you know, the BJP is, is leading India forward. Um, that the Congress has been a corrupt party that, you know, and, and whatnot. Um, 
you know, they've said that, you know, even Muslims are in favor of the BJP now because they've created jobs, they've created opportunity. But, you know, it, it still brings us to this idea of what defines the state and, and what defines a multicultural state. And, you know, I, I do have to say, and I know this is something, you know, when we talk about religion, we always uh, tend to focus on the, the, the positive aspects. Um, you know, that's just how we are. But uh, with the Bali, you know, one of the things that kind of gets glanced over is the fact that after Ram rescued Sita, there was a point where he uh, forced her to go through a trial by fire to prove that she had not been unfaithful to him. And so you you get to this perspective of it's still a patriarchal issue. It's still an issue of the woman has to prove that she has not been disloyal. No one ever asked Ram <clears throat> what he did during this time period. That was simply accepted. But Sita, who by all accounts, you know, and, and if you read the Ramayana, and I encourage everyone to do that, it's a phenomenal piece of literature. Um, and and the, the series... Um, the serial is fantastic. If you look at it, though, there's never any insinuation that Sita ever does anything other than be the absolute perfect wife. The woman who says, I will not give in, even though Ravan promises her the world. She will not give in, and she doesn't. And at the end of the day, Ram still is like, no, uh, even though I've rescued you, I've defeated Robin, light has conquered darkness, he won't take her back until she's proven herself. She has proven her purity. And this is something that I think is really, it just, it just speaks to how religion treats women in general. Um, it's something that I think is really problematic because you know, you as the woman have to prove you didn't do anything wrong. <clears throat> in the American legal system, in, in, and in, that's in the English tradition, we have a sense of you're innocent until proven guilty. But with the sense of Ram, you know, you have to prove yourself innocent. Uh, this is a problem. And, you know, even though Lakshman has an issue with this, it still comes to be. And, and you know, when we talk about a lot of the issues uh, in India, um, in Hinduism, in the Muslim world, with the way that women are treated, well, if if this is kind of how, you know, God treats women, isn't that really something that, you know, we should have a problem with? Sona, your thoughts? Yeah, I think we should have a problem with that. I think that, um, you know, a lot of these religions are based on time periods thousands, hundreds of years ago. And of course, they're going to have this whole patriarchal um, system and they're going to not look at women as equals. So I think that, you know, people have to start thinking about life as it is now and not, you know, associate it with the way that life was back hundreds of thousands of years ago. All right. And with that, um, I'm going to say that, uh, you know, we realize that 
culture and religion are often intertwined in certain areas. In India, you know, my point is that India is really one of the um, major categories because Hinduism is intrinsically, um, I want to say, interwoven with India. Um, Christianity, Islam um, are, are religions that have spread throughout the world. And, you know, there are Muslims from every part of the world. You don't have to necessarily be an Arab, even though it formed in the Arab world. Christianity, likewise, you don't have to be from Palestine. You don't have to be from, you know, uh, the parts of the world where Christianity originated in order to be Christian. But Hinduism, much like Judaism, is linked with a particular place. Hinduism is linked with India. Uh, it is... Um, even though, and, and I'll be the first to say, Hinduism is something, um, it is a amalgamation of the many different religious traditions uh, that go on in the subcontinent. Uh, Hinduism is linked with India. It doesn't try and preach itself outside, much like Judaism does not try and preach itself outside of uh, the biblical lands of Israel. Uh, but be that as it may, you know, India is a growing power as a country, and it is a major player in the world today. And it is quite certainly a major player in South Asia. And so when we talk about religion, when we talk about the state, we have to really look at how they play with one another. And I think that looking at this right now, you know, <clears throat> the Ramayan is a tremendous story. Um, it is a fantastic story. And there are many good things that we can take from it. My issue here is that, uh, number one, you know, does it really create an argument for a Hindu state? A Hindu state in what is today India. And number two, um, despite how uh, you know, great you want to hold Lord Ram up and and how great you want to talk about the defeat of evil and the triumph of light, which is why, uh, you know, again, with Diwali, you have the Festival of Lights, you have fireworks going off, you have candles everywhere. You know, if you're Hindu, you know you had a puja today and you had uh, tremendous amounts of candles all over the place. Um, but what does it say about the hidden part, the part about the way that Ram treated Sita, okay, who was nothing but good for him, and how does that deal with the way that any of us look at things with regards to the relationship between men and women? Um, personally, I'm going to throw this out there. Um, I really feel that either you know, it is a story that was told from a couple of thousand years ago. But we need to look at it in the context of, you know, what do we take from it? And that goes through with all religion. What do we take from it? Do we take the good and leave the bad parts of things? Um, I think we should. I, I do. I think that there are many positive uh, benefits of it. And I think that we should really try and focus on the good instead of the bad. At the same time, let's also look at the fact that this is a story and we shouldn't be applying the way that it um, talks about 
you know, the female and the male, you know, even the female being a goddess, okay, Sita being a goddess, it, it shouldn't be that way. We shouldn't look at it from that perspective. We should try and look at things from a different perspective where the equality is what is, you know, uh, preached forward. So, Sona, I'll give you the last comment here before I uh, close off. Any final thoughts about things? Um, I agree with you that we should definitely look at the good and take the good and the stuff that maybe is not so good, learn from it and, you know, see what we can do differently. And just my final thoughts is happy Diwali. And a happy Diwali to everyone out there celebrating it. And uh, we will be putting up another episode again next week. And I'm really thrilled. I've seen a lot of hits coming from different states uh, in the United States I love it. Thank you so much, my uh, you know loyal listeners. Please do spread the word about After School History. Um, I am on Instagram now as well and Twitter. Um, I have both of them up there in the uh, profile. Uh, spread it forward to everyone. <clears throat> we are really trying to get the message out there, everything that I stand for, everything that I am preaching. So uh, hopefully you all have an excellent rest of your week. Um, I might try and post something up midweek. I will see if I can. Otherwise, you will definitely hear from me within a week. And I hope you have an excellent week, uh, no matter where you are from or what you believe in. Thanks, and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.